Hey, Changemakers, welcome back to the Engage for Good podcast. I'm your host, Allie Murphy. What does a home mean to you? Not a house, but a home. That's the question Whirlpool employees are asked before they start to build with Habitat for Humanity. Around the world today, 1.6 billion people live in substandard housing. Through House and Home, Whirlpool's comprehensive global approach to corporate social impact, Whirlpool contributes to comfortable and nurturing places to live and supports resilient, thriving, and sustainable communities. In today's episode, I'm joined by Whirlpool's Deb O'Connor, Director of Global Corporate Communication and Community Relations, and Rosa Skinner, Corporate Social Responsibility Manager, to talk about the brand's 23-year partnership with Habitat for Humanity and their broader CSR. Whirlpool has donated over $130 million and over 200,000 ranges and refrigerators to Habitat for Humanity. And the brand's house and home world tour will provide over $6 million to Habitat organizations worldwide this year. The company also had the robust employee engagement program where one in three Whirlpool employees volunteer with Habitat for Humanity and support programs in 45 countries. Today's episode, we'll explore how Whirlpool re-envisioned its global ambassador program, what support from leadership has looked like, the Build Better with Whirlpool program, and how it's doing more than just providing houses, how the brand renewed its partnership with Habitat for Humanity, which is an idea you may want to consider, how they took their volunteering from transactional to transformational, and Devin Rose's advice for building robust partnership like theirs. And with that, let's get started. This episode is brought to you by Whirlpool. Hi, Deb and Rosa, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Hi, thanks for having us. Absolutely. Deb, would you start us off by telling us a little bit about who you are and what you do at Whirlpool? Sure. Uh, I lead the corporate reputation and community relations team, and I'm also the managing director for the Whirlpool Foundation. Basically, what all that means is our CSR programs and external communications. And in the last couple of years, we've taken a large, uh, large redesign of our CSR strategy in order to be a little bit more focused with our work and our messaging and making sure that we work under an umbra- the umbrella of our company purpose to be in constant pursuit of improving life at home. And one more thing I'd like to say in this introduction yeah. is that, um, you know, we could not have taken on this house and home strategy rework without um, our leadership, our, the support of our senior leadership. You know, they challenged us to be more global in our efforts and our new approach, uh, which we call house and home is the result of that. Okay, we're going to dig into a whole lot more of that in a little bit. But before we do that, Rosa, what about you? Tell us a little about who you are and what you do at Whirlpool. So first of all, thank you so much for inviting us and having us on your podcast. Of course. Um, but beyond my official title of Corporate Social Responsibility Manager, what I really do for our Whirlpool every day is to bring our house and home CSR strategy to life. Um, we really work closely with our longstanding partners like Habitat for Humanity, Boys and Girls Club, uh, United Way, and a lot of our regional partners Um And we address issues like the desperate need for affordable and stable housing, energy efficiency, and disaster resilient dwellings. So you both have very important jobs. (laughs) So let's, you both mentioned house and home a little bit. Let's dive into what is that, 
entail? What does it mean? Deb, can you start us off there? Yeah, I would love to. Um, so house is really the four walls around us, uh, enables a comfortable nurturing place where people can live um, healthy choices, make healthy choices, and, and really just dream of a future. And um, if you think about all the things that we do, our, our relationship with Habitat for Humanity is probably the best example of that. And then home is really where we live. It's our community. We support thriving communities through education and neighborhood revitalization. And examples of that, Rosa just mentioned, Boys and Girls Club, United Way. Um, and the interesting thing with the whole strategy, when we started getting into it and digging into it, we needed to make sure that we covered the things that we do here at our headquarters, but also the regional programming. Um, our brands all support different programs. So it all needed to fit under that umbrella, which again, fits under the umbrella of improving life at home. So you mentioned Habitat, who's one of your longtime partners. And if I'm not mistaken, you've been partners for over two decades, which is a very long time. And well, some people have really long partnerships, some have less long. So what types of CSR, cause marketing and or employee engagement does this partnership include? Yeah, it's been 23 years. So that's, um, that's, we're wow. proud to talk about that all the time. Yeah. But in the last year, we've actually expanded our work with Habitat to be more global. We've had several uh, programs that include uh, Global Builds in Brazil, Poland, and UK. In addition, we sponsored and, and presented at uh, three global housing forums in Asia, Latin America, and Europe. And each forum included an innovation contest and prize money was awarded so the winners could pursue those innovative uh, programs. Uh, and then here in the U.S., we um, continue to give a range and a refrigerator for every home built in the U.S. and Canada. And then uh, also increase the number of houses we support by signing on with Habitat's Build Better with Whirlpool program. And uh, that program, we're supporting the building of 250 energy efficient and climate resilient houses um, in a three-year period. And then we'll do research on those houses to measure the energy and the savings. Um, and it will actually result in data that can be shared to make every home built across the country more energy efficient. So we're excited about that. And then the last thing I'll say is we're proud of all the impact that we do with, that we um, create with Habitat. But really, it's about our employees and doing, you know, doing good by our employees and providing them employee engagement opportunities. And, and that's huge for us. So one of the things, well, we'll talk about employee engagement a little bit later. But one of the things that stood out to me that you just reminded me of as I was prepping for this episode is the way that you build in this new world or this, this climate ready and the thought that the amount of money that these families have to spend on electricity or on water or the other components that one doesn't necessarily think of as prohibitive when we're talking about housing are huge. So building in a way that supports new families that are moving in and more than just providing a house is really important, too. Exactly. And, you know, that's what excited us about Build Better with Whirlpool was uh, the the opportunity to provide cost savings in the in the energy efficiency of the home, but also adding our energy efficient appliances. And it and it adds mm -hmm. up. It adds up big for people who really need that most. Our recent uh, habitat build that we had in IU, we actually have a family that of seven family members, and they didn't know that they were going to get a solar powered home, and 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 so it was a new concept for them. We told them about it, and 
from what I understand, they went from having bills that were about $300 and, and we brought it down for them for to about $20 per month. And they are just so wild and excited. And I think that speaks to the power of what, what build better with Whirlpool is all about. Yeah. Thanks for jumping in with that. I mean, that is a, I feel like it helps bring the idea of what you're doing into a tangible story, which is really important. So let's talk about what's happened in these 23 years, because that's a long time. We've had a recession in 0809. More recently, we've had a pandemic. How has your partnership evolved over time, Deb, to navigate some of these tumultuous waters? Yeah, um, I guess when you put it that way, there a lot has happened in 23 years. <laughs> and there's probably but... some more things, too. Yep. Exactly. Well, of course, we continued to donate a range and refrigerator for every home built. And I credit our leadership for not pulling back on that since the inception of our relationship. And, and that's about $5 million of product each year. So that's I think that's okay. significant. However, in all those difficult years that you mentioned, uh, we need we needed to be more thoughtful and intentional on what we need out of the relationship. It could no longer mm-hmm. be just send products, send dollars, you know. So as the world has evolved, we all know social responsibility has as well. And um, people expect companies to be responsible to our communities and to our environment. And while we've been around for 111 years and we started our work with communities in those early years, no one knows about it. And in this world of social media, it was critical that we started to tell our story. And with that, I would say Habitat was along with us and they agreed to start evolving with us. So we're working together to talk a lot more about what Whirlpool does, what Habitat does, the impact, not just the numbers, but the true impact. You mentioned the family stories that Rosa just talked about. Like, that's what's really key. We're changing lives. And that's so important. And it's so exhilarating for our our, uh, employees. And Rosa, what are some of the things that have enabled you to keep this partnership going for so long? That's a good question. And as Deb had mentioned before, for starters, we just really can't do anything without the support and passion from our leaders. Uh, I think it was their mindful leadership that, and the reason why we continue to expand that, that connection with our partners. Um, I think beyond that, probably followed by, it's followed by the passion from our employees. Um, and even further than that is really Habitat for Humanity's passion for creating impact. Their mission was such a natural fit. It just parallels our vision of improving life in the house and home. Um, so bottom line, I think it just takes a village to make a real and sustainable change in our world. In addition to those pieces, you probably have a really good relationship with Habitat on just a planning and a partnership level as well. And I think that probably contributes to such a longstanding partnership. For sure. 23 years, it's, it's really been um, us together. And, and, you know, we, like every organization, we we have challenges, but we're always willing to work together to to address those challenges. And, and there are new challenges every day. So uh, just being flexible. Yes, there are. <laughs> yeah. Deb, did you want to add something? Yeah, I just wanted to say when we were figuring out who our global partner would be, I, obviously Habitat came to mind quickly as, you know, from all the years, but we really know them and we were able to talk straight talk with them. And, right. you know, this is what we need. What do you need? And, and have a real conversation about that. So let's talk about real conversations and renewing partnerships. How have you renewed your partnership with Habitat? And are there things that listeners should keep in mind as they think about renewing theirs? 
Yeah, I think we had a lot of learnings in that in that period while we were trying to figure out how we would take this global. And really, I think the biggest thing is to discuss all our options. Like we could have said, yes, we'll sponsor. Here's a check. But we we really want to be involved in our programs. We want to make sure employees have an opportunity to be involved. So we posed the question to them. Where will our dollars work the hardest? What will give us the most impact? Ooh, I like that. And how can we um, continue to offer volunteer opportunities to our employees? So with that question in mind, Habitat brought their program managers in to share what they do in each program, basically pitching us on their programs. And we were able to ask questions of the people who do the work. And that was actually a gold mine. We could feel their passion for the work and get excited with them. It, there were some really amazing meetings where we would all just get off the phone and and be um, emailing each other. That was so cool. You know, can you believe they do that? And so being able to like dig a, another layer deeper to find out the programs really um, made it made a big deal for us. I think it's critical for both the nonprofit um, company and the company to start your conversation with transparency about the goals for the partnership. So if you're a company who wants to sell more product, I know that sounds like you shouldn't say that, but I think you should say that because you'll be surprised how much um, the, the nonprofit will be able to support that goal. They understand that. And if you're not having those conversations and you don't know what the real goals are, what are you solving for? You might not be solving exactly. for the right thing. Exactly. Okay, so pivoting a little bit, we've talked about employee engagement. We know that this relationship includes employee engagement. Rosa, how do you activate and involve your employees in the Habitat collaboration? Actually, Ali, this is a, a very well-timed question because um, at Whirlpool, we're re-envisioning our global ambassador program. I think uh, living through COVID and, and everything that we went through, uh, we know that everybody is not coming back to work the same way. Um, we lived through something. So, so pivoting our, our ambassador program and our employee engagement initiatives was very critical. And, um, I think one of the biggest epiphanies that we had was the need to take a new approach to employee engagement just by going from being mostly transactional to a transformational experience. And what I mean by that is that we're being very intentional with connecting our employees to the impact stories of those that we support from our volunteer activities. And one example of that is that as an employee volunteer, here's what normally happens, right? You show up to Habitat Build, you sign in, you get your t-shirt and breakfast, find your closest friends, you work on the house, you eat your delicious lunch, you grab your swag, go home, fill out the survey, and then never really connect to the why. And you're done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in contrast, our employee volunteer coordinator is intentional asking me, what does a home mean to me? Uh, and that opens my heart from the get-go to start thinking, why exactly am I here? What does a home mean to me? What could it mean to somebody else? And then at the event, I hear that the home is helping to build a home for a single mom who barely escaped an abusive relationship. So now I'm feeling empathy. Um, she's had four different apartments in the last six years. Her landlord is always slow to make critical repairs. And, you know, this stuff ends up costing uh, home uh, renters hundreds of dollars in electric or utility bills. And sometimes the, the repairs don't get made. Uh, so my empathy throughout the day is just growing and I feel the importance of what it is that I'm actually building for her. And that's a solid home, something stable. Uh, and then at the end of the day, 
we get the added bonus that we experience that moment when she walks through her house for the first time and that emotion that just fills her and overwhelms her when she finds out that her home has two bathrooms. And really, I mean, you think about it and like, I will forget the beautiful volunteer t-shirt that I got and the swag and, and the lunch that I had, but you know what? I will never forget standing in that living room, holding her while she cried because she has two bathrooms and, oh, and that she had her son there with her. I think that's that's why connecting our employees to that purpose and, and the stories has really become our priority. It exposes the heart of, of what our corporate vision really is. And I love how you've brought in the, what does a home mean to me? Because it helps you anchor in on kind of a piece of reflection and setting an intention almost before you ever start the build, which I like. For sure. And, and truly, I believe inspired employees, is they inspire others to do the same. A third of your employees volunteer and support Habitat programs in 45 countries, which is amazing. What tips do you have for developing a successful volunteer program? So as I mentioned before, um, for starters, you just really have to define and really be clear of what your mission is. Uh, it can't simply be about the inputs, which are the investments of our time and our treasure. Um, it's not even about measuring the outputs, like the number of homes that we build or the number of volunteers that are at the events. I think what really is important is to be committed to the impact that investing in great programs will have on our planet and its residents. Um, things like how did a family's life trajectory change because they own a stable and affordable home or mm -hmm. even how was the community impact, impacted because owning a home allowed someone to either go to college or have a stable job? You know, what does that mean to the communities where they live? And I think if you just start with the end in mind, everything else you do just supports that impact. And it, it, it really is that simple. Okay, so there are so many other things that we could talk about in this space, but I'm curious, Deb, how have you evolved and innovated in this kind of employee engagement and volunteering space over time? Well, I think the ambassador program is really our evolving, going from transactional to transformational. So um, Rosa has worked really hard to pull all of that together. And, and it's something that we're working on globally, which we're excited about because, you know, it's easy to do just right here in our backyard at our headquarters, but to make that happen globally is, is great. The other thing I'm really excited about is an innovation is really not just having people volunteer, but actually having them um, connected to the program itself, not the volunteer activity, but the entire program. They have opportunities. We have these programs called Habitats, and they happen every other month or so. And it's an opportunity for people to come in and do a little lunch and learn, and it's all virtual. So we can get one of those program um, managers from the Habitat programs that I told you we get so excited about, and we get to share yeah. that with all of our employees. And, and everybody gets more passionate about the entire program, not just the one little thing that they're going to do on Wednesday afternoon. I would enjoy joining one of those too. That sounds like fun. I miss the lunch and days. <laughs> okay, so we, we've covered so much ground. We're coming towards the end of our episode. So I want to ask you about your advice. So Deb, what is the most valuable piece of advice you've either received or given when it comes to building a partnership like yours? I think that there's two things. And I will say, I think we knew both of them, but uh, we brought uh, Carol Cohn on purpose in to help us create this house and home strategy. And um, one was focus your work so you can communicate with few messages. 
So we were all over the place. Everybody um, was doing their own thing. Everybody was doing great stuff, but we never talked about it the same way. So House and Home has has um, allowed us to do that. And, and then the public will remember what you do. Um, and then the second one is to connect our purpose with the business. And, and we've been very intentional. And that's why Habitat for Humanity has been so good. You know, the, the appliances in houses, it, it makes a lot of sense. And it actually... Um, it becomes easier to sell into your leadership and your employees and get everyone passionate about the work. That's a great one. And Rosa, what about you? What is the most valuable piece of advice you've either received or given in this space? So I also have a couple. Um, first, yeah. the uh, stop leading with the story of, of the inputs, like how much your investments, those are all important. And we all realize that, but um, telling that human story really is what what builds that empathy organically. And, and I mm-hmm. think, um, and which is actually my second point is just that, that humanizing that work does build that empathy. And so you don't have to, uh, sell it to anyone. Once somebody hears the stories, they, they connect to them and, and they naturally become a fan of what you're doing and what your purpose is. I love both of these. Okay. So with that, we have come to the end of our episode. Rosa, where can people learn more about Whirlpool and your work with Habitat if they'd like to do that? Sure. They can join us on www.whirlpoolcorp.com slash social dash responsibility, or they can also find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. Wonderful. We will include all of that in the show notes, which you can find at engageforgood.com. Rosa and Deb, thank you for taking the time out of what I presume are some pretty busy schedules to share about your campaigns and your lessons learned with our listeners. We appreciate it. Thanks so much for having us. The Engage for Good podcast is produced in partnership with True Story FM, engineering by Pete Wright. Music this week is by Brander and Rex Banner. If your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, we hope you'll consider doing just that for our show. But the best thing that you can do to support Engage for Good is simply to share the show with a friend or colleague. Thank you for listening. Thank you.